and then we talk. And then we're here. You want some? So I just realized as I was drinking my water that there's a really certain ASMR that can be done with this. So it's the it's the aluminum water bottle that everyone loves so much. You know the. Uh, you know what I'm not clear on is the term ASMR. Oh. <laughs> Are you using a sort of a musical <laughs> instrument now, I, or what? I mean, was that part of what you were going to show me? No. No. Uh, so. I feel like we've talked about this at some <laughs> point because we, as a show, are ASMR. ASMR. Um, I have no idea what it stands for. Not a, no? not a clue. Audio Ace. stimulation mega revolution. Yes. <laughs> well, that little bit of incoherent exchange, I guess. <laughs> really swoops us into what we're doing here today. Yes, that's right. What a great way to introduce the show today. This is episode 36. Of what show? Well, it's um, according to the uh, screen, it's Inherently Human, episode 36. And I wonder if you could uh, enlighten us all about the format, the brand, you know, the substance that we are always trying for when we do this podcast. Our aesthetic. Well, thank you. Uh, so essentially what we're doing here um, is that this is 45 minutes of completely unscripted uh, yeah. <laughs> nonsense between myself, Aiden DeBoard, who I'm 21. Jim Newman, and I'm 73. And there we go. That's our brand. That's We're trying to bridge the generational gap uh, one episode at a time. Yeah, and before this episode started, I we were talking because it's sort of remarkable how easy the flow is. And it's like I was watching Aiden and I thought, oh, my God, I wish that uh, he was on mic right now because he was saying something <laughs> great that now is lost except to my memory for all time. And that's maybe a shame, um, but uh, we had decided that today, one thing that we would talk about is memes. <laughs> right? Or is that not? <laughs> I don't. Look at the script. What does our producer say? <laughs> our unscripted script? Yeah. We don't have a script. We don't have a producer. It's just us. <laughs> but I did not expect him to react oh, that God. way. Okay, so to the question. <laughs> because the just the premise of it. So oh, okay. <laughs> um <clears throat> for <laughs> So if you can't tell, uh, Jim and I are actually friends outside of the podcast, That's too. True. We don't just get together and record 45 minutes just because we can. Uh, yeah, so, that is a key element, truly. <laughs> and so uh, in, before every episode, we always catch up and we always talk and we always get sucked into this rabbit hole of conversation. Mm -hmm. And then at some point it, it dies a little bit and we're just like, oh, we should have been recording this the whole time. I know, we? I know, I know. I, and but, it's like hard to know <laughs> when to actually start rolling. But there's a certain thing about that. I think uh, the conversations that we have before uh, the recording are special. And, you know, that's just, it's just for us. I think you're right. I think that fuels the relationship. Mm -hmm. I think it's essential. I mean, of course, uh, logic would tell anyone listening to this that any podcaster 
is going to edit the flow to avoid talking about personal issues that might affect other people who are not a party to this. It could have ramifications that the person wants to avoid. And I think in some sense that applies to Aiden and me because uh, in order to keep a deep connection, we really want to know a lot about the other person's life. And sometimes that isn't relevant to what we hope we're doing on the podcast. You know, and we're, we're always willing to share who we are as people on the podcast because yeah. especially what, we, what we're really trying to do is, you know, start a conversation about topics that, uh, you know, sometimes people don't want to talk about. Um, and so just trying to be, you know, as human as possible while right. we record this. And the, the, the best way to really get that out of someone is to just really have that relationship with them. Uh, and that goes for really anything. I mean, uh, to build trust, you gotta, you gotta know the person first. And so I think that's what really helps us uh, flow with this podcast is having these conversations beforehand, having these conversations outside the podcast, and then really wrangling it in and starting to record and seeing where that flow takes us. You know, I think one of truly one of the delights of any relationship at all is, and I'm going to call it a power, the power to share. Mm. with that person, trusting that that person is going to understand what you said and they're not going to judge you on that basis, but rather it's simply more information to further the connection between the two people. I mean, that seems to me to be really great communication. Oh, yeah. And it's extraordinarily valuable. I guess it's been... Uh, truly a surprise to me that I should have this deep a connection with someone 52 years <laughs> younger than I am. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't expect that to be, but um, uh, I guess, and this is something that I don't know that we're going to go into on the podcast, but we were comparing our our childhoods, and in so doing, we came up with some logical ideas why it might be the case that I would share a worldview so close to someone so much younger than I am. And I'm certain on the podcast we've talked about something like this before, uh, but the going theory is that uh, Jim is actually just me, um, but he's from the future and he's come back and it, it, he's he's guiding me uh through my my younger my younger years because he knows uh what's ahead yeah because i know him <laughs> so well because in fact he's really me see that's mm -hmm. that's the concept we're we're dealing with which is uh, of course uh certainly an impossibility uh but still it feels that way on so many levels that um you know, it still has a, it has an emotional truth mm -hmm. to it. And uh, so I say, got to give props to sharing <laughs> your true self with other people. It's really a gift to be allowed to do that. And I mean, it does, it truly does require trust uh, between different people that, that you don't have to always have uh 
a facade, you know, the bright, happy person <laughs> that uh, you think if you show that side of yourself, everybody's going to like you or something like that. Right. But it's it's pretty easy when you're just talking to your older self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But speaking of conspiracies... Um, <clears throat> As we were. <laughs> uh, so... Jim mentioned at the beginning of the episode that we were going to discuss memes today. Yes. And uh, <laughs> this is this is how we bridge the generational gap. I know. I mean, memes. he knows because uh, you, actually, aren't you a really literally a Gen Y? You are somehow younger than a millennial, I think. I don't know that you I believe can... that, but... Tell me. I don't I honestly have no idea. Well, I just I, think that that you guys are I honestly believe this not simply about Aiden but I think in general uh maybe because of the internet and all of the communication opportunities mm-hmm. they have and ways of getting information into their heads that they're generally broader minded and I'm just saying that as a premise to whatever Aiden is about to talk about here. Yeah, it it's pretty uh it's pretty broad and it's pretty vast it's, it's landscape. Wild. Yeah. Oh God, it's vast. Wow. So, so t- you got to talk about this, man. So there's so many things. So what <laughs> conspiracies is what brought this all up because we were discussing earlier the TV show Ancient Aliens uh, yes. on the History Channel of all the channels for that to be on. Mm-hmm. And if you're unfamiliar with Ancient Aliens, essentially what it is is that it's a TV show about how aliens shaped our history. That, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So I don't think I've ever seen an episode. <laughs> I mean, I haven't either, honestly. I, it, I, I only it. know it from the memes. Okay. Okay. But you have a pretty solid idea. You've got a very solid base of um, how that program works, enough certainly to comment about it. Uh, So essentially what brought us to this conversation is that Ancient Aliens uh, is the show, I'm not even going to try and go into it, but it has an expert. I can't remember his name, uh, but... What had happened is that from one of the earlier episodes, uh, there was a screenshot of this alien expert, and the dude looks insane. His eyes are all whacked out, his hair's in a total mess, he's got this weird look on his face, and it, it, they took this screenshot, and all it said below the picture, in bold font, is... Aliens. (laughs) Aliens. <laughs> That's it. And essentially what the meme was trying to convey is that how do you explain this weird random thing? The Aliens. meme itself. The, yeah. the meme itself was the subject of discussion. Just that one, well, two-dimensional image on your phone mm-hmm. or on your computer. Why don't you describe what you even mean by a meme? It's something that's like traded amongst people, I guess, sort of maybe like baseball cards from bubblegum in Mm -hmm. the 50s might have been or something. You know, that's a really good way to put it, actually. Outside of the whole purchasing 
the packs and you get certain packs and yeah, you there get, are oh, actually I got a Mickey Mantle or something. <laughs> yeah. And so very similar to that. It, people are trading memes, but of course because it's it's internet pictures, it's like here's my copy of this meme and now you have it too. Send me your memes and we can grow our collection of memes. And um, so it can be kind of used as a currency if you'd wish. Um, I once. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're well, gonna... I just was. Does that. There is the reason for making these trades an effort to show like mindedness in some way? I mean, what's the purpose of these uh, symbols? Humor. Oh, okay. And that's really it. All it's, right, it's, sure. It's all about just kind of making a quick joke on a picture and, you know, ha, that's fun. Okay, and you might put it on your Facebook page or yeah. you might text someone maybe, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Should and, I should I start sending you memes? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, really, that would be all right. You're, you're going to enter into a world that you don't understand, Jim, but we're going to spend the next 30 minutes trying to understand uh, it. And, but then by then I'll be so schooled, I'll say, ah. There's a metaphorical meme that has to do with the subcultures of uh, South London. I don't. Know. <laughs> these are these are Whatever. international memes. Internet, yeah. There are I no hope. no boundaries to the memes. No, just no in borders. the same way that this show, <laughs> inherently human, can be heard all across the globe. It's the same. Granted, kind of, you understand well, English. Well, yeah. Granted, <laughs> true. But I mean, but a show like this could not become a meme, right? Well, so not a, not a and, it's always just a flat screenshot picture is a meme. Or so no? no, you're gonna look. We got we got <laughs> there, the, we got uh, we got time. We got thirty minutes for you to explain this to me. Okay, so, so that you can start sending me these memes, and I'll get it every time. <laughs> so meme as a word the technical definition is internet picture <laughs> that is That's the all? oxford webster miriam definition of meme is it's internet, internet picture, picture. Okay. and so memes could be something that is informative it could be something that is satirical it could be something that is just so bananas fucking bonkers yeah. that it is unintelligible it could just be a regular picture memes contribute to uh, or attribute to a lot of things to a point now where it has evolved from just an internet picture to a, I don't want to say lifestyle, but it well, could that would be, be uh, pretty damn broad. Yeah, I mean, how exactly. would you how would you even equate it to a lifestyle? So there are so many different memes out there, and there's so many different things uh, that can be attributed to memes that people in their everyday will act or say or do things in a certain way as a meme and that is an actual (laughs) that is a thing that even i say as a person with my friends um where it's just like dude why the fuck did you just do that i don't know for the meme 
Okay, but is that meaning that it's been photographed and then no. will be posted? Uh-uh. It's just, so it's sort of like meme-like. Because I mean, as though referencing a meme now. Mm-hmm. You go on a meta level yeah. where you're kind of commenting on the culture exactly. by saying, I'm being, I myself am a meme yep. right now. Yeah. And the reason I know that is because I'm behaving in yeah. this certain way, which yeah. I consider meme-like and I, and all my friends know it and they love it too yeah so it's just a way of communicating and relating to each other yes right away you've already got it all right <clears throat> man, that, was, okay. that was beautiful excellent oh man i, I got me. i got really excited when you were saying that you could damn that was good okay so wow i love this <laughs> i do all right yeah. so You've, you you now kind of have, a, uh, you have a very good grasp of okay. meme culture. Yes. And so, whew, now we're going to go through kind of the evolution of memes. How they started as something as simple as mm-hmm. the uh, ancient aliens host yes. picture. And it's gone, it's just flourished from there, exploded mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. there. Is that right? Yes. I, okay. I don't know, it, it didn't, I don't think it started, and there's no way it started with the yeah. ancient aliens No, guy, no. Oh, no. He, he was, was right along somewhere mm-hmm. in the flow of a giant river that yeah. had been going to the ocean for a long time. He would, that meme is part of the, the pioneering of memes. Okay. So... What it, at least when I started with memes, right, um, there were two types of memes that they're kind of, well, three. So there were fail memes. Oh, okay. Like someone trying to ride their bicycle mm-hmm. on the handrail mm-hmm. uh, along a terrace and yeah. falling off. And and then it's a quick snapshot of that. Yeah. Of them falling. Yes. And so and all it says in big bold letters is fail. Uh, okay. And so. And that was one of the early types. Mm-hmm. That was the an early type of meme. Yeah, you could see why it would have some relevance and there'd mm-hmm. be pleasure and say, oh my god. Yep. Every meme. Exactly. And so and then of course the inverse, which is I'm just gonna. Uh, count in with the fail memes were the epic wins um, okay which is another snapshot of someone doing something so supremely kick-ass or something super cool like a really good whatever something like you have a sh- whole lot of something and it's like aha epic win oh i i think i saw one i remember it still yeah. uh, the top of the empire state building mm-hmm has a tower that looms above the roof yeah. of the Empire State yeah, Building yeah, yeah. for another uh, hundreds and hundreds of feet. And some guy standing at the top on some ridiculously narrow platform changing the light. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, there's just this obvious understanding that he is utterly indifferent to the 
terrible danger that he's facing and the horrible death that he would face if he fell. Yeah. You know, and uh, that would be a positive meme, right? I mean, mm-hmm. j- yeah, absolutely. just filled you with awe that this person could choose to be in that position. Yeah. You know. And so there were the epic fails and then the epic wins. Yeah. And so those are the fail categories. Then it uh, kind of evolved into rage comics. Mm, okay, yep. uh, mm-hmm. outline that one. Okay, so that's that's a weird one. So you are given... So there's memes and then there's meme templates. We'll get into meme templates later. But okay. uh, essentially, you are given uh, X amount of panels or even just one... Uh, and <clears throat> you have a set of characters, these weird stick figure characters that are just real, like copy paste kind of pictures. In other words, you don't, you do not have to draw them. No, okay. no, you do not. And each one conveys a different emotion. And so one that is used that was used a lot. It was called the troll face. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the troll face was this very angular looking face that had a very smug smile on its face. But it's just a sketch, like a circle with like a happy face only. It's a, it's, it's a little more detailed. A little yeah. more sophisticated. But it, it's not. It's not like. Picasso, it's, but it's a sketch, just yeah, somebody's yeah, yeah, yeah. random sketch, but it's more detailed than a happy face. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and so that was a really popular one where uh, you would do something. Uh, what was one where it's like infinite energy? Uh, where there was one meme where it was. You know how toast will always land butterside down, <laughs> and then cat will always uh, land feet first. Yeah. So what if you strapped a piece of buttered toast to the back of a cat uh, and then dropped it? And see. It would just... science. It seems like real science to me. And so just infinitely spin, right? Because the cat will always land on its feet, but the Uh, butter toast will always land on butter side. And that there's nothing... Really, nothing that can screw up gravity mm-hmm. more than that test. Exactly. Yeah. And then at the end, it would have a picture of the troll face, and it would just say, you mad? Science or whatever? And it would just... it. It's, <laughs> it's pretty existential in yeah. some way. And so there's uh, Rage Comics for wins and fails, and uh, God, it's been so long since I've even encountered those. There were the really the awkward faces. There were the uh, really angry faces. There were God, what else were there? There were the surprised faces, and it just uh, there were there were memes that could or rage faces commented but, on the meme that had just no. They were the meme. Oh, they were the meme. They were okay. the meme. Okay. Um, and so there were fails, there were rage comics, and then there were the templates. Um, and the templates are very similar to, are you familiar with Grumpy Cat? 
Yes. Yes. So which grump- is just a picture of this kind of cute, uh, angry, very furry. Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Cat, but for whatever reason, it looks for all the world like he's really rageful, mm-hmm. and it always shows up. Exactly. That's a meme, but go on. So the template, so Grumpy Cat became a meme template, mm-hmm. and the meme template was, you know, something that was supposed to be something really cheerful, something really nice, and then it was at the bottom just like, I hate it. So, right. and that that was Grumpy Cat, and then you did it in however many ways you can, and, you know, people beat that like a dead horse, and then I'm pretty sure the guy who owned the cat uh, made millions off of merchandising the cat. <laughs> um, and so Grumpy Cat is where memes exploded. Really, that's that's the point at which the entire culture embraced the concept of memes. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, and wow. then from there, uh, it has progressed wildly. Um, and so we go through years and years of developing memes, and memes come and they go and they die, they fall, they resurrect, they die again, and. There are just so many different things that you can meme now. Um, and there are, so, there are thousands of different categories of memes. And this is where things get complicated. Oh, <laughs> the rest was simple. And oh, yeah. now we're dealing oh, that, with complications. Memes 101, easy. Yeah. Memes 102, oh, Okay, but you did mention that you were going to talk about templates also. Is yeah. that part of this uh, approaching mm-hmm, complexity mm-hmm, yeah. that you are going to eliminate yeah. for us? Yes. So, very similar with the Grumpy Cat or the Aliens guy or any of those other memes, there was another kid uh, who was taken, who had their picture taken. He was technically eating sand, Oh, but the way that he looks... Makes it look like he was really victorious because he's got his fist up and he's got his mouth all clenched and he's like, mm, fuck yeah, epic win. Yeah, okay. And so you you take these pictures and you change the text that are surrounding them or, you know, around them. And so the template itself is the picture and the meme is created by the text that you put in it or whoever puts in so it so anyone can participate and erase the previous mm-hmm. text and mm-hmm. put in their own yep. and it's a whole new meme exactly okay that's exactly it wow that and so like fun maybe <laughs> and so um what we're seeing a lot of now is that we take uh streamers or old movies new movies uh, YouTubers, what else, what else, what else? Literally anything that you can find. Uh, videos that go viral on the internet. Um, and take a screen grab? Yeah, and okay. then see like what they're saying. And then you add your own text to have a setup of situation that ends with that meme being the punchline. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the narrative can be more than just a caption of this picture somehow 
What do you mean? Well, I guess I'm wondering how much detail can be on a meme and it still be a meme. If, oh, yeah. If you're creating this thing and you have this payoff picture, mm-hmm. is that all you have that you can post? The picture with a heading at the top and maybe some further text below the image. Just that. Is that the meme or is it more? I mean, is there some way that there's an introduction to the meme where you say words above the post yourself? I guess I'm getting into the weeds here, but... No, I no, you're, you're, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and so you can title a meme yeah. for sure. Okay, above the picture itself. Not, Correct. Okay. And some people will use a title in the meme themselves, and that's some weird meta shit that only works on certain websites. <laughs> um, but the the meme is the joke, essentially. Yeah. Okay. And sure. so, <clears throat> for example, and I could get... Well, give me... A, yeah, please. So... Examples. I could get roasted for this because this is where I get my memes, but I get my memes from Reddit, and a lot of people make fun of that, but really? there's worse places. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, meme culture goes real deep. Mm. And so I get my memes from Reddit, and how Reddit works is that it says the title at the very top, and then you have the picture that is the actual meme itself. Yes. And, and in, the picture may have text. Exactly. On it it yes. m- most likely will. Yes. There are some meta memes that are have no text at all because like you're supposed to be so meme knowledgeable that you don't need it. Um, <laughs> is that like being woke? <laughs> yes, in fact actually meme woke is now a new thing with No way. Era. Yeah. Are you kidding? So there are yeah. some memes that you that are like 4 to 6 panels long. Yeah. And people will get rid of like the first 3 panels and only have the the last panel. Uh, because you're supposed to be so meme knowledgeable, so meme woke. Okay. And so that's the general, uh, how meme, how memes do. (laughs) So the progression of memes went from, you know, these rage comics, these single image comics that had top text, bottom text. Um, and then it went into comics and, uh, some people will take web comics and change the words on them to make a meme or use the web comic as a meme. Um, and then when Vine came around, right. Which was an eight second video. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Right. Vines were, and still are despite Vine being dead, like A-tier memes. So they're still circulating some of the memes? Oh, I yeah. Mean, oh, yeah. Or, or the Vine videos, uh-huh. those eight-second videos. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Vine really accentuated memes, and then people would use Vines as memes. Yes. So it was this really weird 
like give and take where vines would use memes, memes would be vines, vines would be memes. Is and it and it, 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 it yeah. God, there's so much with me. Well, it's amazing that that Vine died. It seems to me uh, uh, with all of this going on and all this fundamental need mm-hmm. to communicate in that very short way with kind of a insight and humor, I guess. But Th- and people are very die. upset that Vine died, but yes. Vine died because it was bought by Twitter, I believe, and they just shut it down. Uh, I wonder if they just thought it was too much competition i think that's exactly what it was wow yeah but you know uh, memes live on forever there is no meme that is truly and fully dead and so uh vines are still very well circulated uh vines are a hundred percent hundred percent still used in meme culture uh people you can go on youtube and you look up vine compilations and people love that shit and so, and then since Vines, memes have also become videos and GIFs and pictures and oh, anything. okay. And they can be longer than eight seconds. Oh, right? absolutely. I was watching memes last night, as I really? do. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was watching memes last night, and some of them are up to like two, three minutes long. Sometimes videos themselves are the memes. Man, that's intriguing. Yeah. I should put up... Well, okay. Oh, no, I'm not going to go there. After the episode, I'll show you all the memes you need right. Now, Now, give me the websites where you can see this stuff. Reddit, and that's R-E-D-D-I-T dot com. Correct. Reddit dot com is one source of memes. Here we go. The sources of memes are endless. Yeah. There is YouTube for memes. There is Reddit for memes. Failblog was an original Failblog. Failblog.org was an original meme source. Um, iFunny is another one. And that exists? Does Failblog still exist? I actually have no idea whether or not it still exists. Okay. But that's where I started. Mm -hmm. Uh, Failblog, iFunny, um, NineGag is another one. Um... So you remember us talking about 4chan? Yes. 4chan, 4chan. has a ton of memes. Uh, Vine was one place you get memes. TikTok is the new Vine, people are saying. Really? Yeah. So TikTok, you can find memes. I personally hate TikTok. Um, so there you can find memes. You can find memes. Let's see. Where else? Where else? Where else? I'm, I'm definitely... Twitter. Twitter. You can find memes on Twitter. Uh, you can't find memes on Instagram. I'm saying that now. You cannot find memes on Instagram. And there's a reason culturally for that? Because all the Instagram memes are stolen. Um, <laughs> God, that's a whole new thing. Okay. I mean, I think you're like a, a sociologist or anthropologist. I mean, you could get there, a PhD in this stuff. I'm pretty sure you can. I'm pretty sure there are some oh, places that will yeah, actually do very, PhDs for memes. Exactly. Or the degrees. culture. I, I, it says a lot. And so through memes, uh, we have real. Oh, God, I don't even know. We've developed culture through memes. Yeah. And, you know, you can find memes anywhere. Like, you can find memes on Facebook. Facebook have has memes. You know, this is very... <laughs> 
So on a lot of the meme pages, we make fun of um, minion memes. Oh, from what was the name of that movie? It was a hit Despicable movie. Despicable Me. Despicable Me the, has the these little funny yellow. memes, yep. uh, little characters who are called minions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so people will take a picture of a minion that they've either photoshopped, drawn themselves, or taken from the internet that has some dumb bullshit that is being said next to it that middle-aged housewives and moms like to share over Facebook. Um, <laughs> is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. And then people will take those memes, change the text, and have it be something entirely different and mm-hmm. uh, shocking. And profane, probably. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. And so... Um, and so now that... Now we get into subculture memes. Yes. More memes. So subcultures. Yep. So subcultures of memes. Um on 4chan. And people have associated this meme with white supremacy and right wing fascism. Okay, that's that frog yep, guy. That's what? exactly it. Okay. Pepe the frog. Just a picture of a badly drawn frog. Yeah. And so how does that, do you suppose, how does that particular picture, that little green frog with, I guess, red lips or something mm-hmm. like that, how does that connect them together and how does it resonate to these ultra-conservative, sometimes anti-Semitic, in my view, dangerous people. How does that connect them? Is it simply that they imbued it themselves with this meaning as an icon? It's their avatar simply because they said it is, so everybody recognizes that? So Pepe as a meme uh, was fairly low effort. Um, It... It was taken out of a old book. I don't even know what it was from. It's like Jungle Friends or whatever. And there's Pepe the Frog. That's his origins. Okay. Is some book. I don't remember what it is. Which had no connection to any nothing, nothing at all. It was a children's perspective. Book. Okay. And so it eventually started getting used just because it's it, he, he's a funny looking frog. Yeah. And um, because 4chan is the place that it is. Uh, and the people on there use the things that they do, the pictures. Uh, what happened was that Pepe the Frog got associated with these people, uh, and that was just it. Because but, people do love images like that. That's mm-hmm. why there's a whole basis. That is the reason for memes, mm-hmm. I guess. Exactly. And so it's just... It's sad because I actually like Pepe as a meme. I really do. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do with just this little format. And I don't like the fact that it's associated. But, you know, if you just like memes, you like memes. And so there's a subculture of meme with Pepe the Frog uh, of rare Pepe's. And so, uh, uh, do they somehow violate the Pepe norm of 
being somehow referencing conservative or oh, yeah, ultra right values. Yeah, yeah. So, so they would be left leaning Pepe well, memes, maybe. No? I- ideally memes and politics should just stay out of each other. Well yeah. Um but and the- especially Pepe. Sure. Um, but you can, I mean, like, you can use a picture of anything for anything. You can use a picture of a, a cartoon frog for whatever you feel like you want it to use it for. And people do that with yeah. Pepe. But Pepe as a concept is nothing more than a drawn cartoon frog that you can change and meme all you want. Now, rare Pepe's, as it are, um, is... Images of this little frog, but changed in some way, and then people say, this is the rarest of Pepe's. And so, (laughs) people take the, you know, Pepe the Frog, and then they'll make him, like, really, really buff, and, you know, (laughs) and just massively swole, and then they'll turn him gold, and they'll give him sparkles. And this is this is the rarest Pepe. This is uh, a Pepe that you can only find in one in every five thousand Pepe's. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's this it's it's funny because people just take this and they'll change it however they want. And I don't like the fact that um, they've Pepe's been associated with th- these kind of people, but. You know, there's nothing that I can do about it, and that's a shame. And so, beyond Pepe, that's just one tiny, itty-bitty fraction of meme culture and the subcultures that exist within memes. Um, There are anti-memes. There is something called bone-hurting juice. There is... Okay, we have to stop there for a moment. (laughs) This is a type of meme mm-hmm. called bone hurting bone hurting as in hurting cattle no hurting bone hurting yes as in owies. pain yeah bone, uh, bone hurting hurting juice, juice. yes yeah. as in orange juice mm-hmm. bone hurting juice what is that it is taking a meme template and uh, misinterpreting it. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, Bone Hurting Juice uh, is an original reference to a meme where uh, someone was, like, drinking a soda, and then someone said something to that person, uh, and that person got, like, really angry, or he doubled down in pain. That was the original meme. I don't even remember what it was. And they changed it to be like, oh, wow, this is my favorite drink. And then the second guy comes in, that's bone hurting juice. And then in the next frame, it's just, oof, ouch, owie, my bones. Okay. And that's, that's the meme. obscure but cute, <laughs> I guess. And so that's where it started. And, so, and then it's gone so much further um, into just being misinterpreted memes. And that's yeah. bone hurting juice. Okay. And then there's another one called deep fried memes. Mm. And deep fried memes are uh, memes that make no fucking sense at all. Um, it is usually a image that is I don't know the term, but the contrasts or uh, the negatives on this picture are just ripped to a thousand. 
And so you can't, but you can barely tell what's going on in this meme, but you can barely make out the words and like a situation going on. And that's a meme, a deep fried meme. So you can't see, you can't tell what the picture actually is and you can't really read the words either. Is but that right? it, it, it's there a little bit. Yeah. And it, sort of. it, it's supposed to convey a certain amount of intensity. Um, and so I really do advise people uh, <laughs> look after at memes. this to do your own research because it's uh, almost like um, folk art form that oh, yeah. that is embraced by a whole multitude of subcultures, mm-hmm. and they each may see the memes as a way of labeling themselves or mirroring themselves or expressing their deepest sense of whatever there's a lot to unpack with memes yes and i i mean what i've been telling you this 45 minutes of meme talk which is about what it is yes doesn't even come close. It's merely a, a, a not even a scratch. It's a smudge on the surface. It's not even a scratch. On oh, the God. it's nothing. It's nothing. Oh, my God. It, and there's just so much to unpack. But unfortunately, we're out of time for this episode. I can't teach you any more memes on the podcast. However, as soon as we turn off the mics... <laughs> You're gonna uh, tell me oh, more. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you so many goddamn memes. Yeah, I could say uh, that if we had one, the producer would be giving us the rap sign right now. <laughs> yeah. Which means we have to bring it to a close. So unfortunately we have to bring this to an end. Yes. Um Jim, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to talk about memes. Uh look, the <laughs> gratitude is mine. I mean the benefit was solely to me, I have to say. <laughs> Well, I'm always happy to talk about memes, and I'll definitely start sending... I'm going to send you a daily meme. I'd like that, man. All right. Of course. Consider it done. This show is Inherently Human. Yep. This is Inherently Human, episode 36. My name's Aiden DeBoard. My name's Jim Newman. And thank you so much for listening to me rant about memes. (laughs) Um, If y'all want to listen to another episode about memes... Uh, definitely let us know. We've got our Facebook profile, uh, Inherently Human at Facebook. Um, and <laughs> should, should we turn one of our own images, like uh, the Da Vinci image of the male figure, um, into a into meme? A meme? <laughs> I'm, I guarantee, in fact, I will look it up right now. Uh, Maybe we Vitruvius Man meme. Yeah. And I guarantee something will come up. But for now, we're out of time. Thank you so much for listening. Go memes and go ahead and explore, but be careful. (laughs) Yeah, thank you all.